Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about faith and work, today we're talking about the impact of unemployment on the family. That's right. Hey, Tampa Bay, anybody known anybody who's been unemployed in the last six years? We've got us in studio today a couple suffering from unemployment. Eddie and Wendy McDonald, they're joining us today for a discussion, and it's an incredible story. Eddie reached out to me after a show one day and said, hey, Jim, you got any ideas trying to find a job? We went back and forth. I always test drive people when they send me emails like that going, hey, will they actually make any effort to get some advice? So I made Eddie take a disc test. I made Eddie take the love languages test. I made Eddie take... What other test did I make you take? I, I made you take a couple tests, and I made Eddie redo his resume. And I said, okay, hey, why don't we meet over a cup of coffee? And I sat down with Eddie, and I said, hey, if you don't have a job by the end of February, I want to bring you on my show because I want Tampa Bay to meet Eddie McDonald. Eddie and Wendy McDonald, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thanks for having us, Jim. Thanks, Jim. I hope you have fun today. Hey, just in case, listeners, you recognize something different about my voice, it's because I'm suffering from springtime in Florida. That's right, springtime. Warm temperatures, trees pollinating with piles of yellow stuff all over my car. And I'm doing my very best to keep my voice this year 
but it's a little weaker than normal and a little lower, maybe. Hey, I wanted to read Matthew 6, 25 through 34 today because this talks about all of those people who are out there on unemployment or maybe they're underemployed today and they're just trying to figure out how are we ever going to pay our bills. Jesus spoke these words for you 2,000 years ago. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? The answer is no. And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field. And I like this better in, in the uh, King James Version. Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory or splendor was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wild, wild flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care more for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble enough. Today's trouble is enough for today. Eddie and Wendy, you're here today because Eddie reached out. And I'm so glad that you're here because your story has been echoed, I'm guessing, 100 or 200,000 times across Tampa Bay. And it's not, you know, this is a show about how do we incorporate our faith in our workplace. And it's also, what do we do when we want to get into a workplace and imply our faith? And so that's really what I wanted to talk about today. But before we do, as I do with every guest, it doesn't matter who they are. I don't care if they're the president of the United States. He wouldn't come on my show. But if he would, I'd love to have him. Talk about how Jesus is making an impact on your life today. Wendy, ladies first. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jim. Um, I would say I have much more contentment and peace in my life where I think a lot of people get caught up in uh, what's next. They're always worried about the next thing, whether it be material like the next car, the bigger house, what your neighbor has, you know, keeping up with the Joneses per se. But um, I just have this peace where I love my house. Even if someone has something that I see and like, oh, that's beautiful. I don't want that for myself. I love where I am. I love my husband, my kid. I don't compare them to anybody else or try to be who I'm not. And I have to remember, God loves me for who I am, and he's made me who I am and put me right where I am for a reason. So why should I rush it or want anything else? And it's such a freeing thing to be content and not have to struggle constantly in your mind and your heart wanting something that you don't have. And even when you get it, you may not want it then. And that's really what Philippians four eleven through 13 is, is talking about all the time. Paul learned to be content no matter where he was, whether he was in prison, whether he was out of prison, whether he was hungry, whether he was filled. He just learned to be content. And it's, it's one of those, it's a spiritual exercise. Eddie, how's Jesus making an impact on your life today? Uh, he's definitely humbled me, Jim. Uh, he's shown me areas where I need to grow, uh, you know, what I need to do to become a better father, a better husband. Um, he's kept me grounded and, and it's more focused, especially in the past year since I've been out of work. Mm. It's, it's, it's humbling because it, it, it hits at the very male, the center of a male psyche to be unemployed. You know, we were built to be providers and protectors. And when we can't, it, it really messes with our heads. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Yeah. It's a pride thing. You know, it, it, we're wired different. 
and you know being... <laughs> that was the understatement. <laughs> Wait a minute, step back. The understatement of the day. Eddie McDonald says he's wired differently than Wendy. <laughs> Yes. Thank God God, for that. God in his infinite wisdom decided to design us sort of looking like each other, but inside we are wired. You know, where a man may be 110, a woman is 220 all day long. Multiple circuits, too. I mean, it's just very, you know, she's like a power plant and we're like a, a regular just plug. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. So let, let's talk about your story, because this is a story that has impacted both of you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and your desire is to find a job where you can glorify God. Your desire is to find a job where you can put your skills in, into work, but it's been hard finding a job. I, and I, everybody out there that's listening knows middle management jobs, jobs for guys between 35 and 50 that actually pay a living wage are really hard to find. I mean, there's there's a lot of entry-level jobs, a lot of sales jobs, and that's it. If you want a middle management jobs kind of left the country, actually they just left the city, and they went to other states. People that could leave in Tampa Bay six, seven, eight years ago, they did leave. They got out while the getting out was good. And then those of us that are still here, we're rebuilding the pieces. And those of and I've got listeners all over the country and all over the world. I mean, not everybody experienced this. And, and I mean, the housing crush was monstrous here. Now, are you guys still in the same house you were in before the crash? Yes. Well, I had bought the house before we got married. Got so it. I bought in 2008. So yeah, it was uh, it was the wrong time to buy, but that was the situation that I was in. But the market had settled a little bit by 2008. It wasn't at least you didn't buy in January 2005. Yes, true. <laughs> that could been a lot worse. Okay, so Eddie, you you became unemployed about a year ago. What happened? Uh, in a nutshell, uh, I could go on for hours and hours, but um, well, we only technically have another 45 <laughs> minutes left, so you you can't. What it comes down to is I uh, actually I left work. Wendy was home with a three-month-old, and I left work and didn't put the correct time down. So there was a whole investigation, and it turned out, um, you know, I, I messed up. And uh, I definitely take responsibility for it. And it, it's been a long time coming for me to, to admit that, um, like we, we talked about recently. Um, I was blaming everybody. I was blaming supervisors. I was blaming HR people co-workers but it's it's the the guy in the mirror who uh, who messed up and if i if i did the right thing if uh, i'd still have my job but um you know that's that's it it was just it was a time thing and uh here i am one of the greatest things that god can do in your life because of that incident for both of you is that god always uses adversity in our lives in order to shape us from who we are to who he can use and eddie you may have been the guy a year ago a little plus a little plus over a year ago right compromising your integrity, you know, just conveniently. Where today, that probably won't happen again. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, my eyes were opened also when uh, about, you know, the company, uh, sinning against the company. I, I never thought I sinned against the company. But you know what? I did. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it just wasn't a, wasn't a good situation. And, uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, good is going to come out of this. I know that. I know there's a job waiting for me. It's going to honor God, and it's going to be able to provide for my family. So, talk about it. Wendy. I'll let you start first. How has Eddie being unemployed impacted your faith? Ah, oh, impacted my faith. It's it's definitely. I think as you grow, I've been a Christian most of my life, but you know, you go through different steps, and it's like a up and down sometimes, mm-hmm. and. 
it, it's made it it's made it stronger. We definitely had some struggles in the beginning. Um, and of course, you go through your head, why did this happen to us? You know, it you know it sounds huge when you say someone made a mistake and they left early and they didn't write that time. Like, how could someone do that? But it was, it was, I don't know. In our grand scheme of life, it was a small mistake that was out of Eddie's character, and he didn't do it maliciously. So I think we just have to learn that good things do happen, or bad things happen to good people. We make bad decisions. We make some wrong decisions. And God, he, he shows us his mercy and his grace constantly. So it, it just it just reminds us on a regular basis that that we, we do make mistakes, but God forgives us over and over and over again. It's not just that one time like, okay, Jesus died on a cross, and everyone's heard that story, and you know, we take that for granted because we're so used to hearing that story, but it just reminds us day by day that we're forgiven and we're loved regardless of how imperfect we may be. And he throws those sins as far as the East is from the West. And now that we know, because we have this, the Hubble Space Telescope, that's a really long way. <laughs> I mean, a billion light years, there's no calculator that you can, you can do that on an Excel spreadsheet, but really a billion light years in one direction that we know for sure. That's a really long ways to have the east is from the west. And again, that's just us created space. It's that, you know, anyway, that what's what's interesting is, uh, you know, a lot of us don't recognize the things that are the chinks in our armor, the the, com- the compromises of our integrity. We, we think of it as innocent. And as you just mentioned, Eddie, you, you said, I never thought about it as sitting against my supervisor, my manager, the company. Um how has being unemployed impacted your faith? It has definitely uh, grounded me. It's uh, it's made me think before I, I act more than I did before. Um, it's given me a lot more time. I mean, I've, I attend small groups and I volunteer a lot. But um, it was a tough time. It was. It was. It was a tough time. It, it, it was definitely a. a a shock, but um, had you ever been unemployed before? Never. It was my first time I've ever been fired, so that was a double shock when I came home and told Wendy that. Yeah, day, what it was had happened. a huge whammy for you, and it wasn't just an ego thing because I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, it hurt his pride. You know, he he just couldn't believe that that he messed up like that. You know, and and he was very humble coming home, and he was in tears and just like, oh my gosh, you know, what are we gonna do? And he was he was worried and and fearful, and because that's not. That's not who he is. That's not who he was raised. That's not his character. So just that whole thing just kind of shook him. Well, I mean, it would be one of those things that would shake you, shake you to your very core. Eddie, how, you know, you've responded to the Lord over this year. When was your actual last day working? Last day with the company was October of 2013. Okay, so So it's been a year and a half almost. Yeah, yeah. What... Describe the growth in your faith over that over that fifteen sixteen months. It's uh, it's brought us closer together, uh, definitely. As a couple, as a couple, uh, we, you know, we pray a lot more. We're able to attend church every every Sunday, which is awesome because with our work schedules before, we we really couldn't uh, attend church regularly. Where are you guys going to church? Grace Family Church. Grace Family the, Church. Um, the Van Dyke location because okay. it's branched out. It has a few locations now. Okay. We've been go- I've been going there. Well, Wendy brought me to Grace Family Church. Um, she's been going about seven years, and I'm b- about four years. I've been going. I, I twisted g- his arm. <laughs> well, it was a good twist. <laughs> it was a very good twist. <laughs> I've had other guests from that church. I-, I know I've had other guests on here that have go- gone to that church. Oh yeah, we're everywhere. 
We're everywhere. We're, we're, everywhere. we're all over Tampa Bay. They just Bay. opened a campus in Temple Terrace uh, on Waters Ave and over in uh, Ybor City. Yes. So they're everywhere. You're right. When we come back, guys, I really want to talk about, Wendy, I want to talk about your observations on how the unemployment impacted Eddie's psyche. Just, I mean, because you, as a woman, first of all, God gives women incredible gifts of intuition to be able to see things that guys would never see because we're, you know, we well, we're kind of dull sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes we're just dull. We're compartmentalizing. But I want to really be able to hear from your heart what you saw. Because there's a lot of other guys out there that are going, yeah, yeah, I felt that. Uh, but, they, you know, and a lot of times maybe they haven't had great conversations with their spouses. They haven't been praying together. So that's something I really want to have. And then, Eddie, I really want to talk about who you are and, and who who would be a great employer for you, be, you know, just describing him. Because from what I have seen over the last several months, as I've given you lots of assignments and we've met, <laughs> is you're a guy that many people would want to hire. All right, we're talking with Eddie and Wendy McDonald about the impact of unemployment on a family. And if you missed the beginning of the show, you got to tune back in. We can't repeat it all. But basically, Eddie's been looking for a job for 15 months. And as, you know, as a typical family in Tampa Bay, I know... 40, 50% of the men in Tampa Bay have lost jobs in the last six or seven years. And so this is your story. And there's still a lot of you out there looking for work. I know the government says unemployment is 6%, but we all know that's a bunch of hooey. That's right. It's a bunch of hooey. And that's the best I can say about that. All right. So uh, before I get back to you guys, I want to do our book highlight segment. Because really, when you look at Eddie, you've been given a chance to take a look at your life at halftime. And to take a, a chance to pursue significance as opposed to just chasing empty success. It's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for almost 30 years. Located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Almerton Road in Largo, their 2,400 square foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop, C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. Be the first person to call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, or 855-265-2929, and we will send you a copy of the book we highlight today, Compliments of My Wife Martha and Karis Christian Books and Gifts. The book highlight today is Halftime, the book that changed my life, besides the Bible, the book that really impacted the second half of my career, Every Christ Follower who's maybe 30 or above, should read this book by Bob Buford. I've shared this book a ton of times, but basically it talks about the difference between pursuing a life of success, which always leaves you empty, which always leaves you wanting just a little bit more, versus pursuing a life of significance for our Heavenly Father and having that be the fulfillment that we pursue. Not titles, not big boats or cars or big houses, but significance for the kingdom of God. Get a copy of this book. I've got a couple I can give away today if you want to call in. If you are trying to figure out what should I be doing with the second half of my life, you got to get a copy of this book, Halftime. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, Wendy, I asked you right before the break about what did you see, how did the impact of, the, of becoming unemployed impact Eddie's psyche? What did you see as a wife? What concerns did you have? Uh, um, what I saw was uh, a humble spirit. Um, besides the what he went through with, you know, uh, trying to realize where the blame was and, and it was a messy situation and we felt that there were some things that could have been done differently from the other side. Um, 
Eddie was humble, especially toward me. He, he always felt bad for me going out and having to be the breadwinner, you know, because that's not his position in life. He's built to work. He's made to work. He was raised that way. And, and, um, and it's in our DNA to be the provider. Absolutely. It's in our DNA. Yes. Guys are built to work. For the hunters, right? Hunter yeah. gatherers. Absolutely. So I definitely saw his spirit be humbled. Um, and also, I got to see this amazing, you know, I knew he was a great dad already um, because of our older, older son, Ryan, and, and how great he's done with him. But just to see him with our little one, Jacob, it, it's there's really no words for that, just to see the love that he has. And he, you know, hugs him and kisses all over him. And, and I always tell everybody, Jacob wouldn't have the structure and be such a calm, cool little kid if, if I was the one that was home the <laughs> longest, because I'm more of a free spirit. And I'm like, oh, okay, if he wants to, you know, color on the wall, let him color on the wall, clean it off later. You know, and I'm not saying Eddie's a strict, you know, everything has to be just so, but he knows what boundaries to guide Jacob into. And, and it's just been so awesome. And I've told him so many times what a blessing that is and, and shared that with many others. Um, and, and, that's, and I know, Eddie, there's a lot to that story because you said that you became unemployed at the perfect time time for God to use this whole thing in your life. You've lost a job in the last six or seven years. I know you think you're not alone. I know you know you're not alone. I know the un- the government keeps telling you that the economy's better and everybody has jobs now, but the truth and the reality is, yeah, there's still probably 15 or 20% unemployment. People have just given up and there's probably underemployment of 30 or 40% in Tampa Bay. People working for less money today than what they used to work for six or seven years ago, or they're working two jobs or three jobs, whatever it needs to take. So Eddie reached out to me at, at just in an email over, boy, four or five months ago and said, hey, Jim, what, you got any ideas? What should I do? And we started going back and forth. And I just decided that his saga is something everybody needs to hear. And I needed him to bring his bride because you learn a lot about a guy when you meet his wife. <laughs> so that's why Wendy's here, because she completes him. And together, they've been in this battle together, the battle against unemployment. Right before the break, Wendy, you were talking about the impact on Eddie's psyche. And Eddie, I know that you said, you know, it couldn't have happened at a better time if I'm I'm going to lose my job. This was perfect. Why? It was. At, it happened at the time where Wendy's uh, maternity leave was was just ending. Um, I lost my job, and I was able to be home with the baby during the whole process of you know trying to get my job back and you know what went into that. So it, it worked out perfectly that one of us was going to be home with with Jacob, and we didn't have to bring him to daycare or get a sitter. Or but, switch him at work because we had opposite schedules yeah, before I, worked, I went out on maternity leave. So we were thinking we'd have to, I'd have to bring him in. Eddie would have to run out to the parking lot so I can go clock in and then we'd have to switch like a football, like training the football. I almost do the baby handoff. I'd, yeah. I'd work, my hours were four to, four to noon and Wendy came in, I think, at one. So it would be, you know, handing the baby off and me going home. Wow. So that was pretty slick. So you've gotten to do what very few men get to do, spend a year at home with your boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have as an infant. a ton of respect for, for moms. It's who, the it, hardest it, job. It really is. With just one, I don't know how they do it with two and three. And Single uh, motherhood home. would be the hardest job in the whole world. But being a stay-at-home mom, boy, there's not many guys that would switch you know, they, people say, well, I'll let you, you do my job for a day. I'm like, no way. Honey, I told my wife, I said, after our son was born, I said, I'll go work. I don't care how I have to work. I don't want to have to raise the kids at home. And our kids are better because of that. Okay. That's just leave that alone. Okay. Listen, how, what was the impact on your marriage in the last 15 months that's been hard? You, you haven't had the income that you used to have. Wendy, from your perspective, from a woman's perspective, 
Is your marriage better or worse because of unemployment? Uh, I'd say absolutely better. Yeah. Um, it was stressful in the beginning, um, just like Anytime you have huge life changes or even smaller life changes, it adds stress. Um, yeah, and you just had a baby. Yeah, that was a life stress. Yes, and I wanted to be home with a baby, and we even talked about so before we got jealousy. pregnant that absolutely yes, that was that was definitely there <laughs> were affected. days where I'm sitting at work and it's it's chaos, and I'm thinking Eddie's home eating bonbons, watching soap opera. No, not really, but right. you know, at home with the baby, getting Springer. to love him and kiss you him watch all Jerry over. Springer. Never, you can get healed from that. <laughs> Never. All right, so bonbons. All right, we don't want to get off of that track, but yes, that, that's that's good. Okay, I think so, the whole thing it, it taught us to be more more purposeful with our actions, with our decisions as a couple, Ooh. and it definitely taught us to appreciate each other's roles because we were in opposite roles. You know, you have a plan. We had a plan before we got before we got pregnant that eventually I was going to leave and be a stay-at-home mom, and Eddie was going to continue to work. And as you know, some plans are you have the plans, as we were saying, <laughs> on commercial Blake, and God has totally different plans for you. So he flipped us upside down, and we had to deal with it, and, and it made us go to him to deal with it. Eddie, marriage better or worse than it was 15 months ago? Definitely better. This is a good answer, because like you were backed in that corner, you couldn't answer it anyway. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm, I'm a little out of arm's reach, but yeah. I can still get there. You can throw something at him, <laughs> that water, water bottle. bottle at me, right. All right, so it, let's just talk about you, Eddie. When I first met you, you know, you never know what you're going to meet. You know, somebody reaches out to you over email, and, they're, and they're, but you did all the assignments I asked you to do, which was one of the things, that was my test. Okay, are you going to do what I asked you to do? And if you're going to do it, then I'll invest in you. And so this is my this is my payback, because you actually did the, the assignments. When you describe, you didn't know it was a test, but that's what I was doing. So wow. I, I okay. do that all the time, because some, people <laughs> will, sometimes they'll waste your time, but they're not willing, you can't help people that aren't willing to help themselves. Right. I had to learn that the very hard way in ministry, because a lot of times, Martha and I will help be helping people people fight for their marriages and we're working harder at her right. than they are. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore because it's too stressful. Yeah, you got to put the time in just like yeah. you know, right. with the job search. But when I met you, I was extremely impressed with your personality. You, you can't teach good personality. You can't teach good communication skills. You can't teach character. You can't teach those things. You can teach anybody anything else. And when I saw you, I thought, here is somebody that any company, honestly, any company could hire you because you've already got the basis of a great personality with integrity and character. You've learned your mistakes and you could learn a skill, but you've got some skills that you really, really love. What were you doing in your last job? Just kind of describe it on an overall basis. I worked, uh, I was a ground operations uh, customer service for an airline. So customer service. Yes. All right. And what did that mean? What, what kind of interaction? Were you interacting with customers? Were you interacting with people, other people within your company? What were you, what were you doing? Mainly other people in the company. I was also a trainer. So I would, uh, I would train the new hires or the internal transfers from other, other stations around the country. So you're a very patient person because you're training, because training is really annoying at times. It can get, it, It's definitely... Uh, Who's the more patient of the two of you? Wendy? Eddie, definitely. So that and red hair goes all the way in, is what you're saying? Uh-huh. It does? <laughs> yes. You should see Jacob with our, red hair. Our son has bright orange hair. Yeah, he's not oh, yeah. even a redhead. Fire if I may red. touch on, on what, what Eddie was saying there, too, um, besides the patience, you know, I, I think Eddie, he, he's a humble guy. He's not going to lift himself up and put himself out there. So That's uh, why you're here. He has such a great reputation, and even after after he left and I was still there, there wasn't one single day that went by that someone didn't ask me how was Eddie or say that I miss Eddie, I wish he was back, you know, um, you know, not going into all that all that mess, but just everybody wanted to know how he was and they were they were all regretful that he wasn't there because he made such an impact on people. And even while he was training, even after he wasn't training anymore, 
people always come to him for questions because they knew that he was going to shoot straight with them and he wasn't going to make them feel bad for maybe asking a question that they thought was dumb because he always put himself in other people's shoes and he treated people with respect and um, it was evident and it's still evident now. I know, Eddie, it's hard to have people just talk nice about you, but that's the whole point of the show. I wanted people to meet Eddie McDonald on the air so that you had a chance because, you know, you've been, you've been trying. What are the ways you've tried to get a job? You, have you gone on LinkedIn? LinkedIn, I just, okay. uh, I actually just joined you're LinkedIn, on LinkedIn last week. And everybody on Facebook knows you're out of work looking for work? All Pretty your friends much. on Facebook? Pretty okay. much, yeah. All right. And you got involved in a church. Is Grace, Grace Family? Yeah. Grace, Grace Family. family. Church, yes. All right. Everybody there knows you're looking for work, right? Yeah. All the people that know you. But sure. are you yeah. guys involved in a small group there? Um, not at Grace Family Van Dyke. We had just joined up for Married Life at Waters Campus okay. because Waters is a little closer to us, but we are spiritually, I guess, closer to Van Dyke. We just yeah, we feel like we get there. more yeah. filled in there. Um, and we actually are not attending it anymore. Thank you for, for I'm bringing, bringing it up. I did this on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I asked them this question off the air, but I bring it up because now it's recorded. They now know, as of today's date, they need to get in a small group. Now, yes. why would I want you to be involved in a small group? Because that's where you grow. And I definitely get it. And Eddie gets it. We know that because we've done things in the past, like we said, Financial Peace University. And we've been an individual, but not as a couple since Financial Peace. However, we just didn't feel that this was the right the right one for us. I think sometimes you can go and you can feel like, yes, yeah, spot on. I'm going to learn and grow here. And we we want to still get into something. So we are we are still actively searching for something. But we just didn't. We just didn't feel it. And we did ask God before we made that final step and said, you know what, we're not going to continue to go. And it was no hard feelings about it. It just, it just wasn't the timing just not the right, right fit for us. Okay. But, but now, now the challenge out to you is, you know, a lot of people look at churches, okay, this church fits me, what's in it for me. But sometimes you have to ask the other question. Right. Why would, how can God use us if we join that group? Because we, I mean, because that's the other question to ask. Right. Hey, is this is this a good fit for me, mm-hmm. or is this group a good fit for us? Our pastor Craig Altman is always saying that he's like, you're not you're not here to be a consumer, especially if you already know Christ and you're you're deep within Him, you're rooted with within Him and His Word. That you're not just called to partake; you're called to give and give back. And we definitely realize that we've both been involved with volunteer and um, in different local missions. You know, we haven't been out in the field per se. I know Eddie has a love for that and wants to go there, but Eddie, what I want to hear from you is the perfect job for you. The per, I mean, describe for me what you think would be the perfect job, not, not name of a company, but right. I mean, th- th- what would it be? I would say I, I love working with, with young, young kids. Okay. Um, Wendy, it's funny. We had a date night last night, and one of the, Wendy did some oh, uh, scorn points on the I work yeah. friend show for a date night. <laughs> Wendy just made up some questions, just random questions. One of the questions was, if the resources were unlimited, mm-hmm. what would your perfect job be? Where would you live? Yeah, where yeah, would you live? What would you do? But I actually volunteer right now in a in a uh, ministry called Boys to Men. It's uh, at Grace Family Church, and it's uh, we take one one. The third Saturday of every month, we take a uh, group of boys out into the community. Uh, it might be a sporting event. This past Saturday, we took a, probably about 22, 25 boys to a, it was called field day. We just did sports with them. But So the, it's, you know, the investing, it's the investing in people. You love that yeah. investing yes, in people. that's very so true. It, it does, and it doesn't so really re- matter the age. It's very rewarding, yeah. All right. So you love to invest in people. So that, that trainer mentality, that, that, that ability. To, it, when you were at your former position, were you a supervisor? Um, no, I was a, a acting lead. 
uh, trainer. So you were a, you were a lead, but you weren't a manager. So the people didn't report to you technically. You didn't have responsibility right. for doing evaluations on them, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. They called it the title was liaison. I was kind of the middleman between okay. management. Have you ever managed anybody? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like managing I people? Do. Yeah. Okay. I'd like All to. Right. I'd like to. How's your technical skills? I mean, how's your computer skills? I mean, you know, everybody in today's world, you got to know Microsoft Office. I mean, you got to. I mean, doesn't matter what your job is. You could be. Well, we all know that the president had to learn how to use a BlackBerry when when he. I mean, you have to. Everybody's got. <laughs> which is kind of sad because do they even exist anymore? But you know, you need to know how to use an iPhone. But I mean, everybody needs to know how to use the Office products. How how are you doing with the Office products? Uh, very good. I'm actually uh, taking a course on Tuesday nights at a local library different locations right now it's uh, you know microsoft office is the is the course and we're in the word now and next month will be excel and the following month will be powerpoint right, so you're investing in in yeah. what you're where you guys live in which part of tampa you're in north tampa you're in west i mean how would you Carol describe area. carolwood area people in carolwood understand what that means I, i've gotten lost over there before i know that. <laughs> All right, it's so, Northdale Mabry area by Fletcher. Yeah, but okay, but Dale Mabry just keeps going north and north yeah, and north. No, so how ends. close? To, how close to the new Four River Smokehouse? I have not heard Never of that. Oh come on! Seriously? Oh, and we're, uh, do they do barbecue? Because we're big barbecue <laughs> fans. I thought you said you listened to my show. Uh, we got we have serious serious issues now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Four River Smokehouse. It's right on Northdale Mabry at like one forty something, one four zero something something. It's on the left-hand side as you're going north. That's probably it's south incredible. The we'll best barbecue out. out there. I'd love to get them as a sponsor of my well, show. See, Jim, as you said earlier, we're both unemployed, so we're not oh, yeah. going oh, yeah. out to, okay. to search for well, places to eat. We well, do a lot of home cooking. Wow. Like Dave wow. Ramsey says, he doesn't you want you it? in a restaurant that unless you're working there. Rice rice I just got thrown down by your wife right there on my own show. <laughs> I just corrected you. No, I just was, wanted you. Was, I just no, bring you back. That was very good. I liked it. I like I like you. You're, you're fun. I like it. Okay, Eddie. All right. You, you've got this. You want to be the supporter. You want to be providing for your family. You want to be out there. Describe for me how hard you want to work for your next employer. Oh, I, I'd start tomorrow if if, if I could. I, I can't wait to get back to work. Um, one of the things it was tough being a stay-at-home dad was watching Wendy leave every day mm-hmm. and how hard it was on her and, and Jacob getting older and realizing mom's leaving. So it's it's definitely time for me to get back to work and um, do whatever I can to uh, to, to land that, that job, that God-honoring job. What do you think? What do you want people out there to hear about you? What's the most important thing? When do you help him out? Because you know, he, yeah, he, does, no, he is I, having a hard time you know, well, bragging on himself. Just because he doesn't, that's, he doesn't yeah, dote on himself. That's just not the person the, he is. Uh, he's for me. He's very versatile. You know, he can be behind the scenes or he can be right up front. Like when he was training, he would train sometimes eight people at one time, and it wasn't just like, okay, you're sitting in a room and you're you're working on papers. You're out there. You're in the field. You're moving. There's planes coming at you. Things are happening real time, and people can get hurt if you're not paying attention. So he can be very multitask. Or it can be great one-on-one, whether it's training or whether it's with a child, like I said, our son. Um, I've seen him in situations where we volunteer at a school and we read to kids, and he can command an audience where if, if he's reading or he's talking, they're not looking around and playing with something else. Their eyes are on him. So, like, this man is giving us attention. And it speaks volumes for his character, and it also speaks volumes for where our world is today because people aren't used to men stepping up in a lot of different places, especially especially secular schools and things like that. They're not used to men volunteering or being right. there. And same thing with this Boys to Men ministry. You know, he met he met these kids um, 
you know, he's been doing it for a while, but there's new kids that come. And this kid came up to us at church and he was so lit up. His face was all smiles because he saw Eddie, this guy he got to play with and, you know, learn different sports skills with. And he was it's just it's indescribable you know he just makes a huge impact on on everybody that he interacts with trying to find eddie a job but at the same time we're trying to offer you encouragement if you happen to be unemployed or underemployed and you and your wife have been going through the you and your wife or you and your husband have been going through this struggle you need to know that there's other people out there and this is how they're dealing with the struggle and so that's really what i the, the, with the last few minutes of the show eddie and wendy i really want you guys to be encouragers out there how can you encourage other couples that are going through this and it could be unemployment or it could be underemployment. They got a job, but it really doesn't meet their needs. How? What are words that you can offer of encouragement to them during this process? Because you're saying, both of you said your marriage is stronger today because you've gone through this process. How can you encourage others? Eddie? I would say don't give up. As, as down as, as you feel, as, as, you know, it's a big hit losing your job, as I know. Uh, I would say just don't give up. Just uh, get in a church, get in a group, you know, fine-tune your skills. You know, the the Microsoft Office we talked about. Um, you know, I would I would say that. I would recommend that. Wendy, what about you? Um, I reiterate what Eddie said. Don't give up. Um, God has plans for you, and I'm going to make all our listeners look up. Jeremiah 29, 11. I love that verse, and I've uh, kept that verse in my mind so many times on days where I just feel like, oh, why me, or, you know, why us, or why is something like that going on? Um also, get your ducks in a row. You know, um, be adult. You have to grow up. Mm-hmm. And unemployment is hard, especially when you're putting f- in for unemployment to try to get pay while you're off. It can be very frustrating, but don't give up. You know, people rely on you. Um, even if you're single, you know, your future self is relying on your hard decisions that you have to make now to be purposeful about your life. Um, and also to focus in, like Eddie said, do a small group, um, be real and transparent with other people because that's when God puts the mirror in front of you and shows you things you can work on. It's only going to better yourself. You know, a lot of people don't want to change, but if you can get better and you know the future you is in a better place, why wouldn't you invest in yourself? What about marriage things? Things that, I mean, sometimes unemployment like this, these kind of tragedies can lead to divorce, breakups, just mm-hmm. serious arguments, terrible conflict. But in your case, it's drawn you closer. What did that? I mean, how did, how did that happen? Can I put a little plug in? I'm, oh, I'm going to plug sure. in for Dave Ramsey. Okay. Um, because we kind of set ourselves now up, like I'm saying, like work for your future self. Before we got married, we knew that most divorces end because of financial problems. So we said, we're going to take a financial class. So we took Dave Ramsey's FPU, and it made a huge difference. So for people out there, if that's one of their huge struggles, and they're going back and forth, and it feels like they're tearing each other apart, and their marriage is falling, failing because they're, they're continuing to struggle with the money part, start somewhere. If you, if, you t- if you can take FPU or even get into some financial class that FPU teaches FPU the- is Financial Peace University, brought to you at a local church nearby. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, something that teaches godly principles, um, then then you have you have a life raft. That's your life raft, and, and to set yourself up and to to get on the right path, and it makes things so much easier. How many really years ago did you peace. take that? How many years ago did you take 2010, that? Two thousand ten. So right? you took it, and so you'd already started. Yeah. You'd already started. You'd already started the debt snowball. You'd already started building your emergency fund. We're debt free. We, we only did. owe on the house, and I tell you, and that's why we can have so much peace in a situation like this because. We, we don't have all that sitting on us. You know, we don't have all that want for material things. We don't have to worry about, oh, the credit card bill is not getting paid. You know, we've set ourselves up and we have those funds to, and we've made 
hard decision sometimes, rice and beans, beans and rice, to set us up for this time where we can have more of a peace in a stressful situation. Eddie, when you look at the impact on your marriage, would would you want to go back to where you were 15 months ago and have the job, or was it worth it going through this so that your marriage could be where it is today? Oh, absolutely where it is today. I mean, it was, it was tough when it happened. You know, I went through the whole, you know, shock and anger and... You know, I was feeling down the whole deal, but I, I, I'm fine where I am right now. I mean, I would love to be working. Don't get me wrong, but um, I'm, we're we're very happy where we're at today. We always say it, it was a blessing in disguise. It was hard. It was a hard boat to be rocked. But there's sure. so many great things that have come out of it. Besides him being home with a baby, just his growth in the Lord, our growth in marriage, and trusting in each other, and being each other's uh, situation. You know, being each other's. Um, own, own shoes. And your relationship with him, Wendy, is what led him to the Lord. Isn't that true? I mean, yeah, I mean, he he always believed in God. I think uh, he was okay. raised Catholic. But so do the demons believe in God. Right, too. right. <laughs> I, I, yes, that's no, I'm not comparing that to a demon. But but you play you you played a role in your relationship you in sure leading did. him to the Lord. I did. We were best friends at work. And so I had influence on him. And we both respected uh how we felt we respected our our morals and in our in the character in each other and i would just bring him cds from grace family and and he would listen to him and, and i never pressured him and said oh you got to go to this church so she you was know? a cd dropper I like that i was a cd dropper now now be a podcast <laughs> dropper all right we come to the end of another i work for him show listen i'm looking for a thousand people in tampa bay to stand up and say i'm all in i'm all in i want to be jesus to my coworkers and employees in the office hey just sign up on the i work for him show or on the i work for him website I iworkforhim.com. Sign up. Be a part of the I Work For Him Nation. Sign up. Get our podcast. Send me an email. Contact us. Do whatever you can to let me know you're in. Hey, check us out on Facebook as well. Look for I Work For Him. We need more likes on Facebook because that's what that's probably what it's going to take for me to get the final two sponsors I need for this show to keep it on the air ad infinitum. So send out if you got good businesses out there, you know that there's businesses out there you want to drive traffic to them, let me know. I'd love to gain a couple of sponsors that I can push the business them you're listening to the i work for him show with your host jim brangenberg i'm a christ follower who owns my own business but ultimately i work for him